0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars. Yeah, I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest by the name of Frank Meekum. Frank Meekum is the consignment director at Meekham Auctions. No doubt you've heard of Mecham Auctions. He also manages their consignment of over 15,000, that's right, 15,000 automobiles annually. His father, Dana Meekum, established Mecham Auctions when Frank was just six years old. But he's been slapping sold stickers on cars since he was eight years old, and by the time he graduated from high school... Frank was in full swing and worked as a bidder restoration department in that department. And by 2003, he was on the auction floor selling vehicles where you see him today. This father-son team, along with their many talented associates, strive to get deals done while ensuring both the buyer and the seller always walk away very satisfied we'll be back to talk with frank in a minute but first a word from our valued sponsors that make this show possible so sit tight hang on to your bitter card because we're gonna have some fun today we'll be right back when it comes to your vehicles things can get a little messy rain snow salt mud dirt and everything mother nature comes up with can hurt the finish of your vehicles both inside and out like that bird on the branch up above your car I'm not worried, though, because I've used Covercraft products on my ride since 1975. That's right, since 1975. Today, Covercraft offers you a total solution for vehicle protection. They make the best-fitting, finest-made car covers in the world and offer a wide variety of materials, colors, and options that protect your paint and the interior, whether your car is inside or outside. Plus, they keep your car cool when it's parked in the sun. Live where it's really sunny all the time? Lucky. Covercraft covers and sunscreens are the best. If you've got pets, messy kids, messy in-laws, just plain messy friends, Covercraft seat covers are the perfect fit and perfect solution for keeping your seats looking new. They're easy on, easy off, and they're easy to wash too. And don't forget Covercraft's custom fit floor mats and trunk liners. Plus, they're very handy seatback organizers. They are must-haves for all your vehicles. Your car, your truck, your van, or whatever you drive will say thank you. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120, that's yeah H One at Covercraft.com, you can get 10% off your Covercraft order. Just go to Covercraft.com, check out all the products they have to protect your vehicles, use the code YEAH120 at checkout, and get that 10% discount. That's Covercraft.com and use yaw yeah 120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. The fourth annual Saratoga Motor Car Auction will take place on Friday, September 18th, and Saturday, September 19th. It will be held at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center in the beautiful Saratoga Spa State Park, located in upstate New York. Presented by the Saratoga Automobile Museum, a not-for-profit institution, this live event continues to be the premier collector car auction for the Northeastern United States. Proceeds from the auctions help support the museum's educational programs and exhibits that engage, educate, and inspire the automotive community. To consign your vehicle, view current inventory, and register to bid, visit SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. There you can learn how finance partner J.J. Best Bank and insurer partner Haggerty can help put you in your dream vehicle. That's SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. So, what do you do after running a race team for twenty-seven years with over a hundred podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're a racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, you found Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, all wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to talk about the 24. This wine earned 91 plus points from Robert Parker's Wine Advocate. It's a dark, spicy, and velvety blend with ripe blue and black fruits and very smooth tannins. The label features a three-dimensional full metal chronograph in a bright gold finish that pays homage to the Daytona Rolex winners receive at Le Mans. The racing series is a fantastic gift for the ultimate enthusiast in your life. And I've got a deal for you today. If you use the code "Carsha," yeah, all one word, all in caps, when you're at the adoberoadwinery.com checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of wines from the racing series your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door use the code cars at checkout to get ten dollars off your purchase of the racing series today there's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series go to adobe road wines today and use the code cars at checkout <coughs> cheers hey frank welcome to cars yeah are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride get on the gas. All right, here we go. Before we get started, though, I always ask all my guests this question. What's one little thing that most people don't know about Frank Makem? Well, Mark, people
1: see me on the auction block and they see the excitement that I get and the uh, how wound up I get on the block and how much fun I have. But really, um, in my personal life, I'm, I'm really just a quiet, shy person. And I have been since to I was a little kid.
0: Well, you definitely have learned uh, to hide that well, because when I watch you guys, oh my gosh, you guys are fired up. I mean, you make everything so excited. Now, I know that's part of the the job, but let me ask you this, because people that, I was rather shy growing up, so I wasn't always out there in the forefront. I had all these other people that were, and I say, man, I wish I could be like them. What do you do to get yourself so excited and fired up when you guys have an actual auction?
1: It's really just loving being there. I've always told people this. I have the greatest job in the world. I get to be around some of the best cars in the world and be around some of the best people in the world. We meet so many different people and all the different stories. The one thing that we always joke about around here is the, you know, we start talking about something that happened. And it's always that's definitely going to end up as a chapter in the book when it's all over. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: We just love what we do. We're car people. We practice what we preach.
0: Well, you know, that's the secret to success in life, I believe. And after talking with, well, you're my 1,590th guest here, I've learned a few things by listening to my inspiring automotive enthusiast. And the key thing I've learned is, you know what? Do what you love. And then it will be very exciting. You'll be very enthusiastic, even in those challenging times, which we all have. And we're going to talk about that a little later in our talk today. Uh, But love what you do. And boy, have you been been fortunate. And it's great that you love cars so much because sometimes kids are born into families where I don't want to do what dad does. I'm going to do something different. But it sounds like you've been a car guy for a long time. Let's start this journey, though, with a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life. I always say it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars yeah so frank grab the wheel
1: well it's it's something that we we pride ourselves in uh here at mecham it's don't be scared to be different Mm. don't be scared to try something new um it's i love the conversations that start with the idea that everybody goes oh my god and then the brains just start churning, and we just start talking and the idea becomes reality that's the way we run our business and that's the way we've always been
0: so let me ask you to expand on that a little bit when you think about car auctions there are different kinds of car auctions around we've seen some on television we've been to some and they all have a little different flair and a different feel so how would you describe to maybe somebody that hasn't had the pleasure of being at one of your auctions i've been at your auctions live i've seen you on tv I know how you roll, but for somebody that doesn't, what makes Meekum different—either a little different or a lot different than maybe this say other auctions we see out there?
1: We've we've always prided ourselves in having something for everybody. We always say that
0: you know you can come to a
1: Meekum auction and you can buy a fifteen thousand dollar entry level collectible, or you can buy that seven figure uh, million dollar car that that everybody dreams of.
0: Well, you know, I love that because if you think of some auctions, they're either more highbrow or some that are lease car auctions, let's say, where you just go and buy standard cars. But that's one of the things I love about you guys. Yeah, it's all across the board. So there's something for everybody. And I'll tell you one way that I think you guys are a little different. You create an electric atmosphere. I mean, you just, you, I see all your folks there working so hard, you, your father, everybody else on your team, and they're so jacked up, and I don't mean that in a bad way, I mean in a good way. Uh, they're just so excited, and it just gets everybody excited, everybody happy to be there, and of course, all of us car people love being around cool cars. So let's talk a little bit more about Meekum Auctions. Now, this year, no doubt, oh my gosh, uh, did you ever think you'd love to see a year like this one? Wow. Yeah, I know it's it's just unprecedented. Let me ask you this first before we get into more details about your business. How has the pandemic affected you guys? It's obvious we can't all be together right now and enjoy this, but how has it affected you and then what have you done about it?
1: Well, it's it's like everything. No one no one really seen this coming and and going from having auctions every month to being able not knowing when the next time you're going to be able to come out of your house again the one thing I told my wife was this is the most time I've spent in one bed since I was 20 years old.
0: <laughs> well, that's saying something for a guy that's out selling cars every month. Now for most marriages, that would be a very bad thing, but uh, I think your wife probably knew the family she was marrying into. You guys are always on the yeah. go. That's hilarious. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. But we've, we've been able to uh, stay calm, not react to every little thing. Cause that's, that's the big problem right now that every day there's something new um we are we're gearing up uh we're gearing up again now the the handcuffs start to come off to mm-hmm. so being able to uh provide live auctions again they're going to be different than for for a while but we you know we're going to make sure that we're keeping our customers safe but we're coming back and we're going to be coming back live that's the one thing we're we're looking forward to and getting back with our customers who you know over the years have become become part of our family, talking to those people every day and and hearing their excitement that next month we're going to be live in uh,
0: Indianapolis again. Well, that's good news. I have to ask you this, with everybody these days when they're out having to wear a mask, how are we going to hear what the auctioneer is saying if he's going, (laughs) I don't mean to make fun of it because it's not funny at all, but some of these venues where you have to wear a mask and you can't communicate very well, so Obviously, it's by separating people, moving people apart, and so forth, but at this next venue, the first live when you're coming back, will people actually be able to be there as bidders?
1: yes we are gonna have we're gonna have uh live crowds we're taking precautions to limit the uh exposure to people, making sure that people are spread out uh making sure cars are spread out um being able to do temperature checks at the door when people come in, making masks available to people that need them, just making sure that everybody's comfortable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have to do it. It's mandated by the government. So and if you want to play the game, you got to play by the rules. So I'm glad to hear that you guys are getting back. What kinds of uh, cars and events do you have planned for the rest of this year? You have this one coming up. But what are some other things we can look forward to seeing from me? I mean, you guys do basically a show every month. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we're getting ready to get our get our schedule uh, back going. You know, we have some events that we're still uh, having to shuffle, mm-hmm. um, but we added another event uh, this year in Kissimmee, Florida, at the Osceola Heritage Park where we hold our annual January sale of 3,500 cars. We're going to have a three-day wow. sale there in Kissimmee um, as they're opening up and going to be allo- allowing live events. We'll be in Dallas, Texas in September. Mm-hmm. September 9th. We'll be in Las Vegas in November. And we've moved our Houston auction from April to December. So we're we we're planning on getting back on track and and getting going again.
0: Well, wow, this is exciting. Is your wife ready to see you leave, or is she sorry to see you leave, or should I not ask that question?
1: <laughs> she's 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 ready for me to be back out of the house.
0: Yeah, probably so. I understand. My wife's been uh, off work for some time as well. I work from homes, but now it's reversed, so she's here. So uh, yeah, she's actually put a door in between me and her. So uh, I guess that's whatever works in a marriage is a good thing. Well, let me ask ask you this Frank uh, obviously with all the things that have happened this last year i mean we were rocking and rolling up until february march the economy was just on fire people were happy the jobs were great the m- unemployment was low everything was rolling and the future for the used car market or a collector car market let's say was really looking great That's kind of changed now. So where do you see things going for the second half of this year? If you, whatever that crystal ball you have, uh, a lot of them are a little bit hazy and fuzzy, but where do you (laughs) see things going with different kinds of cars in the market? If you talk about the lower end collectible cars and you get into maybe hot rods, you get into European sports cars, you get to high end kind of cars. How are you feeling? or what are you thinking about where the car collector car market specifically is going the rest of the year?
1: Well, I foresee our first couple of auctions out of the gate being very successful and in, in, in barn burners. Mm-hmm. Uh people being cooped up and are wanting to get back out and wanting to do things. Uh people yeah. so that's that's gonna cause the initial market to be great. But for the the long term of, of the market, you know, you talk to a lot of people, I talk to people every day and when we started going into this thing, the guys that do this for a living were, were scared. Yeah, but as they went through it, uh, the pedal never lifted for them. Yeah, that's that's the the constant conversation I have that that they did better than they normally do um, during this time. So it just it just shows that people are still out there and people are still wanting to be part of this this community. Uh, our community's tight knit, and uh, you know we think it's bigger than it is, but we're all in this together, and it it seems like everybody's ready to. To continue on.
0: Well, one of the things i noticed, and I've been, I'm quite a bit older than you, uh, but I've been in the car industry for a long time. And I know back in 08, 09, when we had a, a very bad economic recession, that the car industry, now new cars didn't do well, people were afraid, but the collector car industry and that hobby stayed strong. And that's because people don't give up on what they're passionate about. They always say during recessionary periods, flowers do well, alcohol does well, for obvious reasons. Uh, But the car, the collector car industry seems to survive because we retreat to our garage we enjoy our cars maybe it's not a good time to sell them because the market might be a little low or maybe you have to sell them in a distressed sale and somebody looking for a car can pick up a pretty good deal uh, so everybody's happy in that respect so um, if i was to ask you this is there a segment of the collector car hobby that you see that perhaps this year is a little bit stronger than maybe it should be for some reason
1: Uh, you know, the, the ones that come to mind, it's, it's not really because of this year or being, it's just them coming into their own. You see the, that Bronco market, that truck market that's over the last two years has really just went crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, 10 years ago, if you would have told somebody that Broncos are going to be selling for
0: $200,000,
1: no one would have believed you. The market's still following itself. There's, there's always new trends and it's, what somebody what people get into now and and five years from now it's going to be something completely different
0: yes i saw where uh the you know we're recording the show oh about three weeks out of when it actually airs and i saw ford is releasing their new kind of retro bronco uh to the market of course they chose oj simpson's birthday to do it i think somebody was not paying attention to the calendar on that one if you go back in time those younger listeners are going what's he talking about but uh yeah just google it and you'll figure it out but uh Let me ask you this. What about the, uh, the younger collector market, younger people, millennials, X, Ys coming into the collector car hobby that are interested in cars of the eighties and the nineties. Is that another segment that you're seeing in your auction expertise as an uptick?
1: Oh, for sure. You're seeing, uh, I mean, the best example is, uh, Fox body Mustangs. Yeah. Um, those cars have just continually went up, uh, the, uh, late eighties early nineties camaros uh you're seeing the same thing with them mm-hmm. so you're you're seeing a lot of those cars uh trucks from that that era too so you're seeing you're seeing we're seeing more and more that you know my generation is still coming into the hobby where people say that it's the hobby's gonna die because the people from that area are going away it's the reason for buying the cars is going to change but but people are still in the cars and uh, you're you're seeing them then coming into it more and more. The age group that buys cars and and is in our hobby is going to stay the same because that's that's when people start coming into money. Uh, people start being successful in their late 30s, early 40s, and then having that disposable income.
0: You talk about yep. Broncos selling for two hundred thousand. I mean, who'd have thought that VW vans would be selling for one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand? Either <laughs> I mean, come on. Have you ever driven one of those things? They look cool, but man, they can't get out of their own way. But uh Oh well, you can always toss the 911 engine in the back and have a little bit of fun. Well, listen, Frank, let's talk about some of the roads you've been down. Talk about a big challenge you faced in your life, something that really may maybe set you back a little bit. But more importantly, as you take us through that journey, what was the lesson learned? How did you come out of that in a positive way so that you could uh, move forward?
1: Well, I think the you know we just touched on it a little bit. It's it's the current environment. Yeah. It's it's the the pandemic that we just went through and and going into a time where to just completely lock the brakes up on the company Um, and, you know, going into it early, talking to our employees, making sure that they were okay and letting them know that we plan on still being here and, and being able to, and this is the thing that we've always been the best at is being able to adapt on the fly and change directions, Mm. which, you know, we're having to do it daily now instead of uh, over years when you're faced with a challenge. What I tell people all the time, leaders lead. So just got to keep pushing forward. You can't get down. You can't get depressed and you walk forward. That's the only way you get through the troubling times.
0: You know, it's been very fascinating to me as I've talked to so many people. I do five shows a week here. I've done it for six years. All the different innovative ways people have adapted to this. One thing I know is, you know, as those of us who are car guys, we always figure out how to make the thing run, right? There's some way to make that thing run. Bailing wire, duct tape, vice grips, a hammer, whatever you need.
1: Whatever you got, whatever you need, you just, yeah. Yeah. You just do it.
0: Yeah, and uh, look deeper into your toolbox. You might need some things that you've never used before, But I think the other thing here that I've learned talking to you and other people is you need to be prepared and ready. Uh, That means financially ready. Don't leverage yourself too much into debt. And you just never know what might be coming along. So, uh, yeah, this is something you can tell your grandkids someday, Frank. Just, well, you should have been around during the big pandemic. Oh, man, I'll tell you. And they'll roll your eyes just like. You know, your dad tells you stories when, when you were a little kid too. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors here for a moment that make this show possible. We'll be, be right back because I want to learn more about your personal passion that you have for cars, Frank. So sit tight, keep seatbelt on, keep the bidders, paddle up because you never know what's going to cross the auction block next. Lots of opportunities, so we'll be right back. Let's take a pit stop from the conversation and talk about my charity of choice here at Cars Yeah! America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. One of those nonprofits is very near and dear to my heart because it's right down the road from the Cars Yeah headquarters. It's the Lemay America's Car Museum in Tacoma, Washington. One of the world's truly great automobile collections and one of those must-see bucket list destinations for car people like you and me. If you haven't seen it, I hope you make a trip soon, and if you have seen it, it's probably time to visit again. To learn more about this fantastic museum, go to www.americascarmuseum.org and while you're there, you can donate to help them keep their engines running. That's www.americascarmuseum.org. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read. Whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH, and you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, ten dollars off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars yeah for Sports Car Market magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. All right, we are back. Now, Frank, tell me, growing up in a family like yours, I mean you're almost destined, you have to be a car guy, but is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew, you know what, this is the life for me?
1: Well, this is the, this is the story I always tell about how I really got the bug, got the addiction. You know, I grew up and I was, I was always around the auctions and, and I would sit up on the auction blocks between the auctioneers, but we were at our auction in Des Moines, Iowa. And I was, I was with my grandfather and my grandfather was, had been in, was always in the car business with, with car dealerships. And so we were sitting there watching the cars and he looks down to me, he goes, we're going to buy this car a little 64-and-a-half Mustang that had come up on the block, red, pony interior, automatic. So he let me bid on the car. Um, <laughs> now, how old were you ti- again? At the time, I was uh, 13. 13?
0: Oh, what fun. Okay.
1: So, uh, and at the time, you know, I, the car was $6,500. Okay. So not a lot of money. And we're, the next day after the auction, we were getting ready to get the car on a truck to get it home. And a couple approached us and st- started talking with us about the car and when um, I told him it was my first car and and uh, didn't know what I was going to do with it. And they said, well, we kind of like it. Would you sell it? Okay. So I looked up to my grandpa and there was with my grandfathers, there, there was no special car. Every car was for sale. So he started nodding yes. And they asked me what I'd want for it. So, you know, we'd given 6,500. So I told them that I wanted seven grand. Okay. And they said, yes. So I made five hundred dollars, and I thought I was the richest kid in the world. Boom! But that was that was that was what got me, and I was I was hooked ever since.
0: Well, I would think so. I mean, there's not too many people that can say they bought a car and sold it for more than they paid for it. I've been really lucky with my collectible cars because every one of them I've made money on, not by plan, by sheer luck. But that's pretty cool for a 13 year old. So I can see how the hook got set there. Oh. There's something I can do here. Okay, this is kind of cool. So, but you know, the other thing I've heard, and let me ask you this question. If you're going to buy a collector car and you're not a dealer, you don't, you're not in the business. Is that really a good way in your mind to buy a collector car? Thinking you're going to flip it and make money on it?
1: If you're going to do that, you have to make sure you still stick to buying stuff that you like. If you buy something that you like and you love, you will always be successful. That's, that's what I tell people all all the time. To to make sure that, you know, even if you're trying to do this as an investment, don't buy a car for price. Buy a car because you want it and you like it. In the end, you'll still be able to. Those are the cars that that will advance and you you will be successful with.
0: Yeah, you know, that's been my practice. I bought cars that I really loved and cars that were very special at the time they were built, maybe limited editions or unique cars or whatever. And I've always done really well with them. And again, it wasn't by plan. I wasn't thinking that when I got the car. I just thought, that's a really cool car. I always liked those back when I was young, and it, they've always served me well. So I've been blessed and fortunate in that sense in many ways. Well, I always ask my guests for their first very special vehicle. You've told us about that first car you flipped, let's call it that. Was there another vehicle that was somewhat of a first for you that really had great meaning? Maybe it's a car you kept for a little longer than 10 minutes.
1: That is the car. That is the car that got me started, and that's that's the car that always I I always remember and I always think back about is that car that the one that, even though I only owned it for 10 minutes, it's, it's the one that got me started.
0: <laughs> well, no doubt. Now I have to ask you this. Did you ever get yourself another Mustang?
1: I've owned a lot of cars over the years. So I've had more Mustangs, Corvettes. I love them all, uh-huh. but more than that, I love the hunt. I uh-huh. love looking for the next car and, and staying in, and, and staying active, trying to always advance and always find something different. And, and, Just staying active in the hobby.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the fun part. I had a 66 Fastback. that was actually a Shelby GT350 uh, tribute car or clone, whatever you want to call it. A friend of mine built it. It was a really great car. I love that car. I mean, when you drive a Mustang, it's like driving a VW Bug. Everybody loves you, right?
1: That's the car that's transformed time. It just always stays current. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're great fun cars. Very cool. Well, here's a bit of an introspective question for you, Frank. I'm going to crawl into your head. Be a little bit of a psychoanalyst here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, manifest as a vehicle, what would Frank Meekum be and why? Uh, I would perceive myself as
1: as a truck, always moving forward, always never quitting. That's that's the way I would I would perceive myself.
0: Let's dig a little deeper here. What Let's start with a mark. What kind of truck would you be? Uh, are you Ford, Chevy? I don't think you both you've had it all: Ford, Chevy, Dodge, whatever. But is there one in particular that kind of stands out for you?
1: I, I, I think when you're when you're talking about the blue collar attitude and the in the work ethic and moving forward, I would I would go with Dodge.
0: Dodge. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. So let's dig a little deeper now and talk about era. Like what? Fifties, sixties, seventies. I would look
1: at the 60s, 70s trucks. Those are the trucks
0: that I draw to. All right, we'll call you a 1965 Dodge pickup. How's that sound? That
1: sounds great to me.
0: Something like that. I like it. I've had a lot of trucks on this show, and I love that answer because trucks, just they're American. They've been around. They're just a workhorse. They just work all the time, but they get us where we want to go. So nicely done. Well, we're going to enter what I call the last lap, a bit of a lightning round here, Frank. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that Dodge truck throttle. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes in business?
1: Always staying positive, never never getting down. That's the key. You can't be negative. That's negative thoughts uh, multiply. You got to stay positive, even in the tough times. Um, always move forward.
0: Yeah, let me ask you. This is important because right now we're going through some pretty challenging times in our country. What are some of the techniques or ways that you stay positive?
1: Just stay active. Keep working. Mm. Always always try to better yourself. That's the only way you can you can do it. You can't look at the negative things. Find the best thing. You take something that went wrong and you make it you make it work for you. That's the way you, you move forward.
0: There's a great old saying that idle hands are the devil's workshop. And I really find that to be true. You said it yourself. Stay busy. Find things to do. Don't sit around. Be active. Uh one of the things I've heard from many guests is find a way to help other people. It makes you feel really good. And of course, uh, be grateful for the things that you have, even if it's just a few things. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that individual be and why? I would pick my grandfather. Okay.
1: Uh, He passed away two years ago. I'm sorry. He was in the car business for Mm -hmm. over 60 years. Wow. I learned all my habits, all my work ethic, being around him, going to work with him. Uh, when I was a little kid, it's, that would be the the person I would pick to, uh, to sit down and have dinner with
0: again. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Well, my condolences for lo- losing your grandfather. You're very lucky, you know, because a lot of people, including me, I didn't get to be around my grandparents very much. They lived far, far away. We didn't have the kind of social media and phones and things we have nowadays. I wish I could have spent more time with him to learn some more things. He was a farmer in Texas, incredibly hardworking guy. He was a true cowboy, rode a horse up until the day before he passed away. Kind of larger than life figure for me. I wish I could have known him better. How about the best automotive advice? You've ever received from somebody else now this could be caring for cars or it could be something to do with buying cars since that's what you do buy and sell cars so what was that advice that someone else gave you
1: uh the the best advice i ever got that was uh about the car business was uh never worry about the other guy's wallet if a guy's making a lot of money on a car that you're buying don't worry about it because that you're paying the price that that you should pay don't mm-hmm. worry about things that you shouldn't shouldn't have to worry about. Always worry about yourself.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah, don't get uh, your uh, axle tied up in a knot over that. Just decide what your price should be. You know, I was kind of hoping the advice you'd give me is uh, what I've heard when I've been to auctions is, determine your price and don't go past it (laughs) don't get caught up in the enthusiasm but i'm guessing maybe that's not a good idea if i was in the auction business so but i understand i understand how about a great resource for our listeners that you enjoy a go-to for you
1: Uh, the go-to for me is when i'm researching cars is actually our own website with the amount of cars we run we're running fifteen thousand cars a year um our database for for research is always the go-to for me it's it's where i can find everything and that that's a little maybe just because i know you know that's the thing i know the most but that's that's my go-to
0: so tell our listeners a little bit more about that website what are the things they can expect to see there
1: uh, Mecum.com. It's a very simple website. Always loved our design, being able to just navigate through seeing the upcoming auctions and what we have upcoming, but also being able to go back and seeing the past results, mm. um, which is ex- especially helpful for people looking to sell cars that aren't completely up to date on the market, being able to go back and look at what 70 Chevelles have been bringing over the last year.
0: Well, I would encourage our listeners to spend some time at meekum.com And by the way, if you're going to go there, pour yourself a very tall drink because you're going to be there for a while. I mean, it's just you just keep finding more and more and more and more. And all of a sudden you look up at your wife saying, aren't you coming to bed? I'm on the meekum.com site, honey. I'll be there a little bit longer. But there's such a, a great resource there of history is what I like most about it. it is just what have people paid? And we all kind of want to know what the market's doing at any given time. So I'm glad for our very appreciative, I should say, for what you guys have done. All right, Frank, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I have a feeling this well, might not be a challenge for you. People kind of trick me with this one. I'm going to buy you a collector car today. I'm going to go to any auction in the world or any garage. I'm going to bid on a car and I'm going to win it for you. And I'm going to park it in your garage. However, there are a couple rules to my game since I'm buying you a car today. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. This has got to be a keeper. It needs to tick a lot of boxes. So uh, I don't want any garage queens or dust collectors in your garage. I want you to enjoy it. Take the family out. Maybe it's just for you. Whatever it might be. But here's the hard part of this question, Frank. It's the only one cool collector car that can be parked in your garage. So choose wisely, my friend. What can I bid on for you today?
1: Well, that's really uh, an easy question. You know, there's we have a lot of cars, and like I said before, uh, we practice what we preach, and and we love the hobby, and we keep our own cars, but the car that I would want is, is a car that my dad owns okay. and his own for, for over for 10 years, but it was a car uh, actually now it's probably closer to 15 years, wow. um, but it's a car that he chased uh, his whole life um, and just always just missed it. And it's a 69 Shelby GT 500 convertible. It's a car that, that we all drive. Our family all drives it. Uh, I drive it. My brothers drive it. We all take our kids out in it. It's, it's just, you know, there's a lot of cars that don't get used that sit more, but that car is always getting used. I took it, uh, uh, last week to, uh, my kids, uh, end of school, uh, parade. Oh, nice. So it's, it's, it's just something that, uh, that's the car that, uh, would be the one car I would want to buy and keep.
0: Oh, man. Well, I guess it's in the family, so if one day it may be yours. Otherwise, I'm going to have to buy it from your dad and give it to you. I think it's going to be a little pricey because he probably won't want to let that thing go. What color's that, Shelby?
1: Uh, it, is, uh, it is orange. It is orange.
0: Oh, I like orange cars. I've got an orange car. So, yeah, very cool. I like it. Well, wonderful cars. Uh, Definitely a nice car to have parked in your garage and being part of the family and a car your dad chased. What a special ride for you guys, for for sure. And I'm so glad you can enjoy that and he shares it with you. Uh, That's pretty darn special. You've taken us on a fun ride today, Frank. I really appreciate you spending some time with me. Before I let you go, though, is there a little piece of guidance or wisdom you might offer our listeners when it comes to going to an auction before you drive that Shelby off into the sunset?
1: Make sure it's something you want. Make sure you take the time to look the car over and make sure it's something you want. Uh, the one thing that uh, I tell people all the time that collector cars don't drive like the everyday cars that you drive mm-hmm. today. It's not a new car. So to go in there with that expectation, you could come out with uh, a sour taste in your mouth. But to know what you're buying is the, is the most important thing uh, going in
0: do your homework. Great advice. And again, what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with Meekum Auctions?
1: The the best way to do it is meekum.com. Go on there, check everything out, or watch an auction on NBC Sports, or better yet, come see us at a live event. That's the best experience of us Live.
0: Absolutely. There is nothing like being at a live auction. I'll tell you something, Frank, my wife's never really been much into cars. But when I took her to her first auction, and my daughter for that matter... I was getting kind of tired. It had been a long day, and they didn't want to leave. <laughs> they had the best time. So, uh, yeah, take a friend, you know, take a little kid, take somebody to an auction, enjoy it. Better yet, take them to a Meekum auction, and you're guaranteed to have a lot of fun. Of course, you can go to their website. You can follow them. They are on TV all the time. Uh, you're going to have a nice time for sure. Listeners, everything that Frank shared with us today is on his Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to carsia.com, Type in Frank Amikum. M-E-C-U-M and you'll find everything right there Frank thanks for spending some time with us today congratulations on the new upcoming Back to Live auctions I know you guys are going to kick it you're going to have a great time thanks for sharing your life and your experiences with us here's to your good health your family's good health and until you and I talk again I'll see you down the road
1: thanks Mark thanks for having me on it was, it was a great time and uh, we look forward to having you at the next auction
0: absolutely I'll see you there